Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 108, which is another one of our craft episodes. It's part two of our discussion about short fiction. Yes, so last week we talked about some of the basic types of short fiction, the benefits of publishing short fiction, so things like novellas and novelettes, and also some of the key elements that are present in short stories. And today we're going to focus a bit more about our experiences in writing short fiction, especially short stories. Especially, I thought it would be especially interesting because we have a much stronger background in writing novels, definitely 100,000 word plus novels, <laughs> um, rather than starting in short fiction and moving to novels. So I thought it could be an interesting discussion to have. Yeah. Uh, So we can jump straight into it, and I thought we could begin with what our initial thoughts were about starting to write short fiction, um, and maybe some of the reasons why we hadn't really dabbled too much in writing short fiction until more recently. Sarah? My initial thoughts, once I had kind of tried it, was that I found it really fun and refreshing. It's not something that I'm slowly realizing I want to do more of because there are so many benefits and time is always a factor for me for everything. (laughs) I totally understand that. But I've been really focused on novels and not really had time for other stuff. But I've also had the feeling whenever I wrote short stories, especially for competitions, as to the reason why I haven't really been into it much before is that they've always been looking for literary prose kind of stuff and not really commercial fiction and I was thinking about it and I was like I actually I feel like this might partly stem from growing up in New Zealand where they don't have a lot of competitions available and when you do have competitions it's like they seem to be looking for the next Catherine Mansfield or Witi Ihimaira and it's not really my style (laughs) so lately I've come to realize that there is a place for commercial short fiction and I'd kind of like to explore that a bit more you know like I think it's hard because yeah you do definitely do get I feel like the smaller competitions and sometimes the ones like depending on the makeup of writers within your area sometimes you do tend to see those more literary kind of competitions. Like we have, I'm not saying anything bad about this writing group, but we've got like the Alexander Writers Group here in Calgary. And I feel like it's more of like mature writers and they're writing for more mature audiences. So when, you know, one was available, like a short story competition, Like, they're not necessarily looking for, like, the dark, edgy kind of writing that I really want to do. So it's really just a question of finding the place where you fit and finding competitions that are better suited to your style, I think, because that's really kind of put me off in the past. 
but also I didn't really realize the creative benefits to it either. How about you, Ashley? I have a similar, a very similar thought (laughs) to that. I guess one of the first reasons is so used to studying short stories which have like all of these Mm. layers of meaning and you're like oh my gosh this is super overwhelming and they all seem to be so well put together and well thought out and like you said they're very literary and I was like that is so not me (laughs) at all Uh, and so that kind of put a bit of a stigma on it to be honest for me I'm always like oh it has to be that and because it has to be that like that's not me so kind of like push it to the side yeah. Another issue that I mentioned briefly from last week is usually when the way my mind works is I think of an idea, but then very quickly my ideas snowball into like novel length ideas. So I always struggle to keep, you know, the idea sort of small contained. enough and contained enough to be a short story. Um, so yeah. a lot of the things that I will write down in my notebook or whatever, they might start off with a single event, which, yeah, it definitely could be used as a short story. But then, you know, over the course of the week, it's suddenly like 10 pages. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, this is too far. This is like a novel now. So I think that's another thing that has hindered me a little bit is sort of being like, well, that could work as a short story, but now I have it as a novel, so I c- couldn't possibly put it into like short story format. Maybe you're not going far enough then. If you <laughs> like, if your mind always wants to explore the novel length, then maybe you need to be like, okay, there's the novel length one. Now, what's the side hustle from this novel? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a good way to look at it. Because every time, like even writing writing prompts and things, we've done a couple for short story competitions, and I'm like, oh, I could do this like this little short story, and then I'm like, oh, but I really can see that kind of like embedded as like you know maybe like the incident, the inciting incident for this <laughs> this whole novel, and then it can like go here and there, and this is the characters, and I'm like, oh wow, this has gone too far. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of why I had never really dabbled in short fiction especially short stories until more recently that kind of leads quite well into the what changed our mind question that I thought we could talk about next and why we've both decided eventually to try writing short stories and then how we found the the change between writing in longer form and then writing in short shorter form Sarah so how it started was I'd already thought of using short fiction as a promotional tool. And, you know, it's not like I'd never done a short story before. Like I'd done them in school. I'd done the odd one here and there, but not really focused on it. And then a competition sprang up from my writing writing group. And I thought I'd try to kill two birds with one stone, which retrospectively it wasn't really the best idea. <laughs> but I guess... I didn't really expect to place in the competition, (laughs) particularly because I was twisting the theme for my own purposes. So (laughs) it wasn't really what they were looking for at all. And I kind of knew that. So I don't really know why I did the competition. (laughs) But sure, you know, sure enough, I think it was just like, oh, you know, 
who knows what might happen kind of thing. And like, if it does place, then that would be great. If it doesn't, then, okay, we've got a short story for our book. Because I decided to, you know, use a sort of side plot from our book to create like a sort of prologue. What did we call it? An optional prologue. <laughs> An optional prologue, yes. You don't need it to understand what's going on in the book, but it's kind of cool. As a side point, you can totally go onto our website and sign up and that short story is available for free. But anyways, hence the promotional tool side of things. <laughs> but so, you know, I crafted it kind of knowing that it wasn't going to be a pointless exercise and the competition gave me an excuse to do it I guess I don't know why I need an excuse but I felt like I did so <laughs> then you know down the line Ashley's well, one of a friend from Ashley's writing group who was originally Ashley's friend but now we're friends as well so I don't know why I'm calling her Ashley's <laughs> her Ashley's friend hi Sue <laughs> she um asked me to write something for the anthology and so I saw the opportunity to experiment a little bit and diverge a bit from my usual style and I gave it a go and <laughs> I didn't have very much time and fortunately I work quite well with deadlines because I, I wrote it in like a couple of days but I enjoyed the process so much that I think I'll use like short fiction as a kind of in-between project filler from now on to restore my creative juices. So <laughs> sounds like sorry, what's the other part of the question? Oh yeah. Transitioning from long form to short fiction. Hmm. I didn't actually write notes on this. I found it <laughs> kind of when I if I think too much about it, it's a bit overwhelming. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to condense all this down and like use it's a bit like Ashley was saying, you know, like have this message come across and have it like tightly packaged and like a beginning and a middle and an end that all joins together really perfectly but then on the other hand if I get down to like writing it I find it kind of freeing as well so it sounds weird because it's like constrictive but freeing <laughs> I think because I don't worry so much about the outcome once I start writing it that I'm like, oh yeah, like this can happen and that can happen. And if I don't like it, I'll delete it. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess there's less pressure about yeah. like what, what is like the fallout from this event in seven chapters time. You can just ignore it and you're like, the story's over. Yeah, precisely. For me, so Sarah had first asked, she's like, oh, do you mind if I write a short story, our optional prologue, and put it into the competition? And I was like, I have no issues with this. So I guess after that, I did a bit of editing on it in the first instance, which was quite interesting. We can talk about that later. Um, the second reason I changed my mind is basically because my writing group had forced me to. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I don't know if I have time. And then like, oh, you have to, like, we really need your stories. And I was like, oh. I guess I can do it. Like, I'll try. Like, this isn't my thing, but I'll give it a go. Although that kind of plays into the fact that I had been considering it more. Like I'd seen a few competitions come up and I'd been like, oh, I could try 
you know, a short story. Like I had a couple ideas. I was like, you know, these could potentially work. Like maybe give it a go. And then, you know, all I needed was a bit more of a forceful nudge from my writing friends. And I was like, oh, I'll try. Why not? Let's, you know, (laughs) not too much pressure in it as well because it's just like an anthology. So it's not like it wasn't like a competition or anything. I didn't feel like I had to, you know, have it overly meaningful and kind of like subscribe to that whole literary thing that I'd have in my mind for some reason so that's sort of I guess what ended up changing my mind and how did I find it I found it some aspects more challenging than I thought but other aspects were easier than I thought they were going to be if that makes any sense for example like I thought I was going to really struggle to keep to the word limit but that ended up being fine and I think it was because I did choose my story quite specifically and I really made it so that I couldn't like I couldn't accidentally turn it into a novel (laughs) (laughs) it's a very much like a one event sort of thing and I think that helped uh, with that aspect of it but I guess the challenging part was getting everything across in I guess kind of like we talked about in the last episode, sort of like the mood and the word choice and things like that. I found myself getting a lot more, you know, set on certain words and getting a bit obsessed (laughs) with like individual sentences, you know, like, is this sentence okay? Like I could, I could rewrite it. Is this the right word? And like kind of getting a bit obsessive over it. So that was, I guess I found more challenging than I had anticipated. And that kind of leads a little bit into the next thing that I thought we could talk about, which was our process for coming up with the short story ideas that we have used. My process is not very well defined. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to think of a general idea, but I tend to let the ideas come as I write and I tend to follow the characters lead a lot with short stories uh, a lot more than what I do in novels I'm just trying to think back so yeah so for the anthology like Ashley will explain with hers is that I picked the genre first because I kind of knew I was like oh this is a really good opportunity for me to try writing some horror because I had this book which I've talked about before in one of our previous talking shop episodes about writing horror and I kind of wanted to experiment and try that so I was like yes I can I can do this and typical me I just you know if something has a theme I'll just like take the theme and then like kind of integrate it I was like sure like the theme gave this like for this anthology the theme gave the setting but there was nothing saying that I couldn't write something that was kind of dark or yeah spooky so I was like sure like my only restriction was that it is a more PG rated and I was like yeah that's fine because not all horrors are actually gory or anything that's more like slasher than horror so I was totally fine with that I was like, yeah, there's not going to be any horrific scenes or anything. It was more about, for me, like, working on, working with the emotion of fear and building that. Um, So that was kind of, I think the scene 
the setting and the theme that the anthology provided us with gave me like the ideas to include within the storyline but like mostly it just came naturally as as I was writing I didn't really set out with like a specific idea (laughs) and when I think about the one that we wrote like obviously I knew that we were right I was writing a potential prologue for our series so I kind of you know just took it back in time to like a point that I was like okay you know this is like a year before it happened or thereabouts three quarters of a year I guess um (laughs) and like okay so what what is this looking like and I think the the theme that I had been provided with from the the writers group was like kind of like a sunshiny like a hot summer day or something like that which is <laughs> if you know our writing like we always write really dark and I mean I was gonna say our book is called when the right <laughs> I know. so I was like okay it's in summer and then I just like worked with that <laughs> like randomly a golf scene so you know <laughs> but like the story was still kind of like edgy on the edgier side of things (laughs) so I guess like a lot of because that I've mainly stuck to like competitions or like anthologies and stuff often like the primary idea will be supplied for me so that's kind of (laughs) it would be interesting to see where it goes in the future of like how to generate ideas I think I'd usually just if I wasn't given a prompt I'd probably just take like I like I really like the idea of like working like side plots and stuff so I'd probably just take material from novels and then like work it into like a new kind of side point how about you Ashley I had a very similar experience and I think maybe that's it's like a good way to dip your toes into the short fiction like having the themes and having the prompts and kind of then restricting (laughs) especially for me like how far my mind can then go to like twist it into a novel because it's a lot more like prescribed yeah so like Sarah said for the anthology I chose the genre first which to be fair isn't a common process for me like when I come up with ideas usually it's like the idea that I come up with not a specific genre that it's going to fit into so I chose the genre that I wanted and I knew I wanted something, I guess. Well, I'll come back to that. So I guess the theme, which was the Auckland domain, was quite specific. So I, I ended up, I wanted to include it as the setting, but I also, because I love history, was like, well, let's see if there's something interesting that's happened there that I can use to like ground the story um, as like the key event and then have some sort of you know story spin out of that uh, for for my short story and I was looking around and I was like oh yeah I could do something historical there's been a lot of interesting things that have happened there and I wanted to try a little bit of I guess a little bit of romance as well so I was like hmm you know then like trying to like mash the two together so I was like oh 
you know, maybe there's a wedding from a long time ago that people don't approve of and like what happens from that, like trying to think of different settings in the domain. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I love I love writing YA. So maybe I could do like a, a teenage romance from like the 50s or something and have like, you know, that kind of like fun sort of setting. But then I'd been reading slash watching slash listening to a lot of World War II content at that time. So I go through weird phases. And <laughs> and it was my World War Two phase. So immediately then I was like, Well, you know, what did what happened during World War Two at the domain? Maybe they had soldiers come or they housed some US Marines, blah blah blah. So I like looked into that and then eventually kind of ended up with the loosely World War Two related romance. And then the story kind of spiralled from there uh, once I had the general idea of what I wanted to happen. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain because there's, as with most short stories, you try and have like an interesting twist on it. So it's never quite like what it seems. So like try and explain it without giving too much away. But that does uh, come to, I guess, naturally lead to the question of planning the story so we've mentioned before we're definitely plotters when it comes to writing collaboratively but what did we do in our short stories well did you stay a plotter Sarah or (laughs) did you stray to the pantsing side (laughs) I definitely pants for my short fiction (laughs) as you may have derived from the last question Um, I find the ideas flow a bit easier that way so basically like I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm writing a horror. It's in the domain. Um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ended up being this interesting story. Like, I think I had the idea of like this beggar, like, <laughs> like the spooky figure of like a beggar. But as like I continued, I like, it was almost like a journey because I was like going from like a path. Like, my character wanted to get from, like, one point to another point, and she had to go through the domain. So it was like I had to kind of be like, okay, what things can I incorporate on the way to, like, begin to make things, like, more and more scary? (laughs) And, and like, what's the point in this? And, like, the key, like, spooky figure of the beggar, it turned out, it was very interesting because that, like, it just turned out that he was not necessarily the guy pulling the the strings like I thought he was initially. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He was kind of stuck in this place. Um, But yeah, it was, it's just interesting because I feel like in general, I get quite excited about short stories. So I'll sit down or like just, have like this general idea and then just like run with it. And then I'll be like, oh no, that doesn't work or something. And then I'll like delete a bunch of stuff and then carry on. So I tend to pant very much a pantser and I didn't even know the ending. I thought, it, as I said, I thought it was going to be a happy ending. Turned out not so much because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started writing. I was like, oh, it would be really cool if like this happened. Like I had, this object that occurred like halfway through the story, like that I just kind of like thrown in there about like the beggar's hat and like him holding out like for like money kind of thing, but he wasn't after money. 
as it turned out. Um, <laughs> I won't give the whole story away. But yeah, like I kind of used the hat in the end to create like an ending, which was kind of interesting. I was like, I see how this can end. Like I was literally like maybe a paragraph away like, <laughs> yeah. ending it as I went. So it was very much advanced. How about you, Ashley? I was the opposite. I plotted a lot of it. And I think some of that was to ensure that it remained a short story, if that makes any sense, rather than me getting carried away. I actually mm-hmm. did a lot of mapping out my characters. Even though one of the characters in the romance you never meet, I did like probably a full page of backstory for each of them. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised as well. I guess everything that had happened in their lives after the war and during the war and leading up to it as well. Yeah. So I guess those are the two parties that are involved in the romance. And then I, the plot I mapped out, it was probably like, given it was only 3,000 words, the plot, oh, probably over a page long the mapping out of it but it was only the main beat so kind of like well Sarah said that she used the domain as like she had to cross through the domain to get to her destination in her story so the domain is the destination in my story yeah so I like knew my character had to get there and I had some sort of like key I guess beats along the way of how he would get there and like things that needed to be revealed. But I didn't have an ending set like Sarah and I didn't actually have where to start the story set either. I like kind of knew the journey in the middle and then sort of was like, let's just start somewhere and sort of see where it goes, which I think ended up working well. And I actually did entirely change the story originally I was going to have the character like end up at a funeral at the domain which is not what happens in the end Mm -hmm. so I did change that along the way because I was like actually no this doesn't make any sense like it's a lot more it's not the theme that I want so I, I did change that part which I think is for the better anyways yeah and like you I didn't know the ending until well basically well pantsing the ending I guess is the answer I got to one part and I was like oh James do you want to read my story and he's like he reads it he was like this doesn't feel like it's ended though and I feel like it's too happy and I was like oh okay <laughs> then <laughs> he actually brought up a really good point he was like oh your character is too happy you need like people around him to like contrast your character's feelings to like show I guess like highlight like the point of your story a bit more and I was like that is a good point (laughs) so then I ended up having to extend it a bit to you know have that I guess come through a bit more yeah but it was interesting and now I'm happy-ish with the ending I'm still well it's done now and (laughs) it's at the printers so there's not really any choice I have about changing it now I kind of just accepted it but (laughs) I think it worked out well enough 
So the next thing I thought we could talk about were any tips for people who are in the same situation as we are. So maybe you've started off writing novels and then are trying to write some short stories. Or maybe you've never written a short story and you're a bit hesitant like we were to jump in and try it. Um, Any advice, Sarah? Yeah, so I have a couple of points as Number one, just to have fun with it and don't box yourself in by thinking it has to be one way or that it has to abide by specific rules, aside from the rules of the competition, if that's what you're doing. (laughs) But if you want to use it for something in particular, that's fine, but you can always give it that purpose when you edit it. I mean, like, obviously, if you're going to do something like what I did and use it for a prologue, you know, it has to be along the same, like, plot line, but you don't necessarily have to have it super planned out or anything. I find that short fiction is generally quite easy to adapt to fit a theme or a purpose. And my next tip was that too, you don't have to start out knowing the theme or the message that you want to tell. You should be able to discern one later, I think. But if you pants short fiction, then often the theme or message will make itself known by the end. I'm just going to say, it definitely, like, appears. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, magically. You're like, oh, is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and number three, um, if it doesn't work out, be kind to yourself because you're learning and short stories are a great place to learn new writing skills in a condensed format. So you are not alone there. <laughs> That's great advice. So for me, I've said this before, but I channeled advice from M.A. Savage, uh, who was on our podcast before, where she said to treat short stories like a chapter of a book. And that's sort of the mentality I had trying not to, trying to relate it to something familiar rather than kind of having this like big, scary new thing hovering over me that was, you know, I was like, it's a short story, like trying to like hold it to like some other sort of standard so I tried to think Mm -hmm. of it no it's a chapter I'll just like treat it as a chapter and write it and then I'll deal with it afterwards in the editing to like polish it up so that helped take away some of the anxiety about writing um, in a new form which I hadn't really dabbled in seriously before but like you I'd like you know written a few stories for myself but nothing that I would ever want to share or liked really so (laughs) yeah Another thing that I found really useful for me was getting the scene set really early on so that the reader can get orientated. I spent a lot of time working on like the first three or so paragraphs, just trying to like get the mood, the setting, you know, and so the readers could like really understand exactly where the story is taking place and kind of have an expectation of where it was going to go. But that was definitely more in the editing phase but I did focus quite heavily on that and then like Sarah I think if you're feeling a bit out of your comfort zone then treat it as a more of an experiment (laughs) that helped as well because you know if it's terrible you don't have to do anything with it you it's not such an investment of time that you feel pressured that you have to enter in the competition after all or you know like it is something that you know if it didn't quite work out how you wanted and you're really not happy with it you can hide it in a drawer forever (laughs) or come back to it later and maybe you'll have a different perspective on it that Mm -hmm. is what I've liked about it like it is short enough that 
you know, if it doesn't work out, you don't feel pressured into doing something with it. Whereas I feel like if I had written an entire novel, didn't like it, I'd feel a bit more pressured to eventually do something with it, given it would have been, well, you know how fast we write, <laughs> a very long time and amount of time invested. So yeah, those are my tips. As a final point, I thought we could talk a little bit about editing our short fiction. Um, I assume you edited yours, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming so. Um, and whether there's any specific techniques or things we would have done differently when editing short stories versus editing our novel. I did edit it, clearly. <laughs> um, I found that I edited quite heavily for word choice, ensuring that the descriptive words really add to the mood and the setting uh I also because I'm pants it I try to bring out the theme and the message a bit more intentionally once I've figured out what it is and again with the word choice I just found that it was really key in building tension and mood especially for horror where you really need to be building that tension progressively and I had to be very intentional about it and I wasn't sure whether that was I think it was a combined thing of writing a short story. So, you know, it's already condensed and you need to be able to move it along at a specific pace. But then also with the horror in general, like I felt like the tension itself had to follow a pattern that I had to go two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. Like the tension needed to build and then step back a bit so the character and the readers could breathe and think a little bit, but then always progressing and never quite falling back to its prior baseline. So like the tension, like, you know, it starts off and it's just like normal and then like, you know, something happens and then it's like, oh, okay, this thing has happened and the character's like, wow, I didn't expect that. And then like she's, you know, reasons it away. She's like, ah, it's nothing. Except there's still like that just kind of lurking tension of, oh, what if that was something? And, you know, like slowly building that, tension but like after the you know the character gets a fright and then it's like okay okay back to kind of like a more baseline but slightly more tense than before yeah, and it had sense. to be very specific about that um it felt like there were certain steps for that and that certain words were going to help build that too so yeah. it was quite technical that way I found and I was even having to think about that as I was writing like okay <laughs> this has happened but I can't make this scarier than that this needs to be scarier than that yeah nothing <laughs> that makes sure. sense I had a similar experience like I was really focused on word choice as well and being concise and voice as well more so than usual I think it's because you know you have the word limit issue where you can't really be too flowy with your language so I spent a lot of time really choosing my words carefully my word choice was really specific as well I spent a lot of time in U.S. marine dictionaries from like World War II for like slang and language and trying to pick words that I could easily like slip in that would give the clue of like where they're from or like that kind of thing because my story has a little it's a little bit of a twist in it they you know the readers discover at their own pace I guess it was sort of really trying to get the balance of the clues right you know whether they were too heavy-handed in some places or maybe 
too obscure in other places. So there was a lot of editing around that that I did. And then one thing I will mention, because I did edit the whole anthology quite a few times over, the importance of being concise in short stories and getting to the point of the story is important. (laughs) I can't comment enough on like how really long sentences with not really a lot of point to them, how detracting it is. And so a lot of the editing comments that I made to a lot of the writers was to, you know, like this sentence is like six lines long, like really see if we can like shorten this up. And, you know, your introduction takes a really long time and it takes us a while to get to like the meat of the story. So just trying to like shorten everything down a bit was probably Mm -hmm. the main thing that I noticed. Not that I have a lot of experience in short stories, but like reading them, you know what you want to read, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So at least from my perspective, that's sort of what I found people might be able to find a bit more useful. So I thought I would say if you're interested in reading mine or Sarah's stories that are in the anthology, the anthology is out now. So it is the Auckland Writers Domain Anthology. It'll be available on Amazon. And I think we aim to put it wide, but we just haven't gotten that far yet. (laughs) (laughs) So my story is called Forgotten Love and is in, or where in it is it? I'm not even sure. I was going to tell you approximately where. can't remember. (laughs) And yours is called The Beggar, right, Sarah? Yes. (laughs) Uh, so if you're interested, you can go check out the ebook of that and hopefully you'll enjoy it. There's some other really great stories in there as well, really varied too, which is one of the very interesting things that came out of it, kind of seeing where everyone else's mind takes the theme. Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're interested. And we will move on to mistakes of the month now, if anyone or if either of us have any. Sarah? I had just one. Ashley had put a comment on this one thing towards the end of our book Darkness Set Us Free and I read it and even before I read her comment I knew that there was an issue with it. (laughs) It wasn't really so much what was a mistake I think. I think. (laughs) (laughs) So what it is is basically there's like a noise and it's quite clearly a human noise I feel. And they can't see, like, who it is, so they don't know who's making this noise, but they know that it's not good. And (laughs) so one of the characters shoots at it, and then this other character says, is it dead? And it was just the it there, because it was quite clearly a person. Is it dead? Is it dead? Yeah. It was about like a, a soldier. Her name was Brigadier Cameron. <laughs> so he didn't know that this person was a he or a she, but yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> Is it dead? Is it dead? Aaron. <laughs> I can't remember what Ashley had commented. I think she just put like lol or something. <laughs> That sounds and I was like, like, yeah, that needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it's quite, was funny, quite funny like when you combine it with the way that that character she is acting <laughs> when she ends up you know being killed as well I <laughs> just found it amusing <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny but yeah that's my mistake of the month <laughs> is it dead is it dead I don't have any mistakes of the month this month. I have been, well, one, editing the anthology mostly, which is quite polished at this stage. Just a lot of misplaced commas, mostly. A lot of misplaced commas. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Let's just go with that. It's been the bane of my existence. (laughs) So let's wrap up this episode. So, if you would like to be on an author spotlight episode, then you can apply by going to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you will find a drop down there to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, we're going to be doing another one of our creative exercises. So, we haven't quite decided what one we're going to do yet, but watch the surprise <laughs> for what's coming up. Yep. And if you would like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram on the handle lindersoncreations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Thank you.